The Anton Savage Show Saturday with Nifty Business on News Talk. There is a new uh, book out called Hitched. It is by J.F. Murray and it has the uh, great um, subtitle What Happens in Vegas Doesn't Always Stay There. And J.F. Murray has, according to the New York Times, been picked up by Barack and Michelle Obama's production company Higher Grounds and apparently uh, Lupita Nyong'o uh, is set to both produce and star in the Netflix adaptation of this book. I am joined by J.F. Murray, otherwise known as Joe. I can call yes. you Joe. All right. <laughs> Absolutely. So how much of this are you allowed to confirm or deny? Have you met the Obamas? Have you hung out with them in Martha's Vineyard? Are they nice? Not just yet, but my lips are a little bit sealed in terms of what I can talk about. But like you just said, a lot of information did come out through the New York Times. So I'm happy enough to discuss what was already kind of leaked and it did kind of become known that my first novel, Fling, um, is going to be adapted um, by Higher Ground, which is owned by Brack and Michelle Obama. And some of the Oscar talent that she mentioned there are involved, Lupita Nyong'o. Now, this is all supposedly, allegedly now, of course. Allegedly, but of course. But if it was true, I'd be saying um, it's certainly something very exciting to say about, <laughs> about, a di- about book one. <laughs> I was thinking like, I'd be thinking maybe if this happened in 20 years, I'd be over the moon. But to have happen for the first book, I'm thinking probably onto something maybe, hopefully with the writing. Now, I'm no expert in, in uh, movie or series production, but my understanding is Netflix is where the money is. Well, if you want to get picked up, that's very good. I would say definitely not that you have de- definitely no. a good start, you know. And I think Netflix. I think in terms of it going to the right people, I don't think it could be in better hands in the industry. Like with the names involved, the Obamas, Netflix, Lupita Nyong'o. I mean, I don't think it does really get better than that. And for like a, a book that's so Irish and like an, an Irish story that I wrote during the COVID lockdown, thinking sure this might just be in my drawer for the rest of my life. It might maybe my parents might read it, maybe a few cousins might read it. And for it to get into the hands of these people of this calibre um, is beyond anything that I've ever imagined. I deeply resent how quickly that happened. Uh, yes, I'm Like that's about just, that some now. of us have been slogging away, making it nowhere for decades. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Decent book during lockdown, before you know it, the Obamas. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's so funny though, because at the time, like I said, I genuinely was like, oh, sure, we'll just see where this goes. And at least it's something I think everyone should kind of maybe attempt to write a book. And if it goes nowhere, you can still say, I wrote a book. You know what I mean? It's a nice achievement. Um, but I suppose I did have this weird gut feeling as I was writing. I was like, I feel like I'm kind of onto something here. And I had lost my job um, during the pandemic and I actually got evicted from my apartment in Dublin. So I kind of felt like, you know, it kind of does sound like an amazing success. But before success, there usually comes a kind of a, a period of kind of failure where you kind of feel like you've taken a step back. So that is something to acknowledge that I kind of felt back to square one. Where am I going to go from here? Moved back into my parents in the Gale Talked. And I said, you know what, I'll just try this. Try putting pen to paper. Try getting this book on the page. And I had this weird gut feeling and I said, I think something about this really feels right. And I followed that gut feeling. And I think I can probably say that it's led in the right direction so far. You said that you were in with your parents in the Gale Talked. Which Gale Talked? Uh, Bala Gabe, Gibstown. It's um, it's a Gale Talk. A lot of people came from kind of from Mayo. This is me. This is me. Yeah, yeah. Gale Talk to me. Then I would have went to a school. Gale Talk to and been raised bilingually. And the Irish language is very much something that is very much still a big part of my life. And I kind of, you know, it's not something I would necessarily speak every day, but I try to get the cupola fuckle in there as much as much as possible. And a lot of my, I do some TikToks as well, uh, specifically on book talk. But it's very interesting that usually my content on TikTok around the Irish language and, you know, getting 
getting the couple of fuckle in there, that tends to go more viral than some of the English stuff. So people think Irish, the Irish language is this very niche thing and no one's speaking Irish and no one cares about Irish. I think that's nonsense. I think people really do care because I can see it on my TikTok when I put the couple of fuckle in there, people actually do engage. So that's really, really nice to see. You, I cut across you. You said that people had come from to the Mead Gaeltacht from Donegal, from from Donegal and Mayo, and like there's like the Mayo Road and like there's the Donegal Road. So it's a really kind of nice story. I think it was maybe 1937. I think so. They all kind of came um, and kind of set up this Gaeltacht to kind of you know keep their love of Irish, and it's just a really really nice story. There might be a book in it for all I know. You never know of them all of them all coming over. Do they all keep the native Irish from where they came, or has it become homogenous? It's become quite kind of mixed. I would say, yeah. No, you would definitely you would yeah I don't think there would be different dialects on different roads no You said you you described yourself as coming through a, a skull Gaeltachta was, was that what it was mm. rather than a Gael skull Yeah What's well, the difference? I think it's a, I think a Gael skull technically now I'd have to check this but I think a, a Gael skull is, uh, is an Irish school that Just it, add allegedly in front of it exactly. you've proven that gets away with the multitude <laughs> It's like an, an Irish school in an English speaking area and then a skull Gaeltachta is a school within a Gaeltachta That's just what I learned growing up now I definitely have to fact check that one I don't know <laughs> So the first novel um, uh, fling, which is allegedly being picked up yes. by the Obamas production company and allegedly going to be on Netflix with uh, Lupita Nyong'o producing and starring, has been followed by Hitched. This mm-hmm. is the story of effectively a man who attempts to extort his way back into a previous relationship. Well, okay, that's an interesting <laughs> spin on the book. That's not how I would pitch it now, Anton. <laughs> My pitch would be, it's about, um, you know, a group of girls, uh, specifically one girl called Kate, who's getting married to her Irish fiancé in five days' time. And she's very much a planner, but before she gets, you know, does the whole Irish wedding, she goes to Vegas with her three best friends. And, and she's betrothed to a very successful dentist. All is looking promising. All is, looking all is great. Very right. much like she's getting all kind of ready for like the kind of traditional settling down, you know, the, what kind of a lot of people do. But she goes to Vegas and she's now she's very much a planner. So she says nothing can possibly go wrong. But naturally, a book needs a bit of conflict, a bit of drama. We all re, we all pick up a book for the drama. So everything does go wrong. And she wakes up after a drunken night of debauchery. She wakes up married to her toxic ex from her J1. And his name is Trevor Rush. So that's kind of where it kicks off. It has been described as the hangover meets bridesmaids. But interestingly enough, people on TikTok are calling it uh, Derry Girls meets bridesmaids, which I think is interesting because they're all Irish. It's all Irish humour. It does have an American setting, but getting the Irishness on the page is quite important for me. So when someone said on TikTok and in kind of reviews saying it's like Derry Girls meets bridesmaids, I was like, that's like the biggest compliment because I'm obsessed with Derry Girls, you know. No, what you're thinking is cha-ching. <laughs> well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Movie potential for this one as well, I will say. Fingers crossed. Manifesting that every day, you know. Oh, well, in that context, is it a risk with the Irish part? Because if you had, if you'd made all the characters, let's say American, you, mm. you make it, I would have thought, an easier pickup for an international audience, both in book form or in screenplay form. You see, that is the funny thing about, I think, the, where the modern times we're living in now. You might think to yourself, make it as broad as possible as you possibly can to get the biggest reach and make it the most sales. But I think, and I see this on TikTok as well, sometimes when you go more niche, it connects with people a little bit deeper because it's a little bit more authentic. You know what I mean? So I find if I was to write the book and make them all really, really American and all kind of just normal, like I think it would lose something because my Irishness is a big part of who I am. So getting that on the page, I think was important. And I think that's resonating with readers where they're like, I love that. And think about Derry Girls' success, right? You might think to yourself on paper, Derry Girls, 
that'll only be popular maybe in, you know, in Ireland or you have a, it would be limited in its reach. But it's absolutely huge in America. It's huge all over the world because people are connecting because it's so authentic. You know what I mean? So I don't really think it matters where you set a book as long as you really have those universal themes. That's the mo- important thing for me anyway. Have you got another one in you? Oh, I have two, two more written so far. You have not written? Yeah, yeah done, done, yeah. Because it has to be said, these are not pamphlets. This is not Jonathan no. Livingston Siegel. This is 400 pages of, we are in the 90, 100 and something thousand words per book. More? 90, I think 98,000 words. 98. Yeah. And you've another two. Another two done. Yeah. One of them with a, with a slightly different genres. Like I'm kind of hoping not to kind of necessarily be just put in a box with one genre forever. I think it's, I think it's important for writers to experiment with their kind of craft and to see what other kind of different routes might work out for them. Like there's one particular book that I've written um, and it's a very, very, very Irish kind of exploring the idea of Irish mythology and, you know, having the cupola fuckle in there as the spells. Um, a little bit of the way like J.K. Rowling used Latin as her spells. I kind of have this idea of, you know, bringing the Irish language back in a way that's, you know, kind of expressing the magic of it, if you know what I mean, through the spells. Um, so I can't say too much about that, but fingers crossed. Manifesting, of course. Have your parents charged you back rent for your time they in the house? not, but I'm just really? waiting. I'm just waiting. I think they're just waiting until I, I get like, you know, the, the whole big deal comes through. And a little then bit of that Netflix money. I think an we- invoice. I'm expecting an invoice any day from the parents. Final thing that I have to ask you, which is the single most important thing that we've been addressing on the uh, programme thus far. Uh, have you ever had Bovril? Have I ever had what? Bovril. Bovril, no. Hmm. Apparently it's wonderful. This has been a recurring theme. A text saying it's a classic. It's a sustaining warm drink from economically sparse times yet full of nutrients. Toasted cheese sandwich cut into fingers which you dip into it. Absolutely delicious. Okay. I've never even heard of this. So I need to try this basically is what you're saying. Well, apparently uh, it got removed from the Consumer Price Index bucket back in 1975 because of a, a waning popularity among consumers. But evidently there are those who really, really, Everything really comes back in fashion eventually. <laughs> so I think we can bring that back. The new book is Hitched. It is by J.F. Murray. It is available in all good bookshops now. And allegedly Fling is going to show up soon on Netflix. Joe, lovely to talk to you. Thank you Thanks very so much. much. Great in. to be here. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday. With Nifty Business. Saturday morning at nine. On News Talk.